doing an early stage start to get rich the worst way to get rich please don't yeah. do it um literally I, i think i read some research that if you get a nice big four or like a fancy bank job and then just save your money and invest in invested in like s&p 500 low risk deal um you will end up making a million dollars by like 30 or 40 i i went and looked at this office in dfc which i love Uh, it's it's a significant chunk of money is it the one in the innovation one in the innovation yeah okay. it's, it's it's really nice office but i looked at what we could with the, do with the same amount of money and we could go on like six company wide trips with that same pot of rent and when we pay rent it's not really useful to us but we do these six trips maybe like four times five times a year productivity will be through the roof everyone will be super happy everyone will know each other all of Being a young person at a startup is really exciting. You need to be the right type of young person. We have a couple of these, and like they're my favorite people in the team. Hmm. Uh, not like not like other. I dislike anyone else in the team, <laughs> but usually when I have a problem that needs to be solved, I'll go to one of these two. Right, hmm. um, and it's it's really interesting because you you build your team dynamic around that. Right, like I know. who i need to talk to when it's an innovation product and who i need to talk to when it's uh data and cyber security and serious stuff and if you're able to build teams like that you can to some extent navigate this lack of innovation problem because you'll always have people who are very good at building and like putting some putting the first iteration out and then you'll always have some people that are really good at polishing and making it the best product it is and you need a balance of both right um i'm the first type i'm very bad at doing the polishing stuff right if you ask me to come up with 10 ideas in a week i'll do it i'll enjoy it but from that point on i know who's on my team to do the polishing right um and they that person loves the polishing part they love closing up the loops they love making sure it's secure they love making sure it can't be penetrated um so we've we've been able to build this team dynamic really well and as a result everyone gets a lot of opportunity because uh, as you of course grow you switch between these roles it's not that okay right now i like innovating i might like the same thing in the future um so when you work at an early stage company you get to do all of that but i think the bar is very high when you hire or when you get a job at an early stage company um at least at crossfire i don't know about other founders but uh most founders who do hiring themselves uh for like a significant role uh the bar is very very high and the pay is significantly lower but uh, but there's esops and things that offset sort of uh, the wealth part of the job mm-hmm. but honestly even if you're doing like an if you're doing an early stage start to get rich the worst way to get rich please yeah. don't do it um literally i i think i read some research that if you get a nice big four or like a fancy bank job and then just save your money and invest in invest it in like s&p 500 low risk deal um you will end up making a million dollars by like 30 or 40 probably 40 with, with the way things are but yeah if you want to get rich just do that yeah, like don't building a startup is not a sustainable way to get rich yeah. uh, it's fun it's a lot of learning it's a skill set you will not find anywhere else but if you're in it for the money then you're not going to have fun uh, yeah i mean like startups pay decent and a lot of startups pay a lot of money as well are probably more than what like the real world pays but but they have to be at a mature stage right none of the seats early no stage. even at seed stage right like we uh or like smaller teams mm. can exist like 
Instagram, for example, they got sold for a billion dollars when there were twelve people. Mm. I'm sure everyone on that team was making a significant chunk of money, right? Because yeah. there's just more to go around when you're a small team. Uh, it's only if you figured out, sorry, money, right? Like as a business, if you figured out revenue and you figured out funding, you will you'll be good. But um, yeah, but for young people, that's not the reason you should be working at startups. Yeah, like, this is this is what irks me a little bit, right? Like when you're on social media, like there's like fifteen different people telling you to drop ship, you'll make X amount of money. You yeah. post random AI generated videos on YouTube, you'll put do X amount of money, X amount of money. These X amount of money in reality is very marginal compared to you just put that a little bit of money in your S and P five hundred or some of these indexes and do just. Relax. Do your own job. Your salary will come. Your returns will come. You're probably going to make significantly more money in that same time span. Right. So that conception of you know you have to start a business to be rich or you're going to do that is hundred yep. percent wrong. Completely wrong. Yeah. No, it's a lot of pain. Like it's a lot of cost risk, but it's also like painful. It's not easy. Um, and no one will understand what you're talking about. Like even your own family will never get it if they've never built a company. Mm-hmm. And the ones who get it will tell you, yeah, suck it up. It is. It's yeah. tough. Um, so there is there. There's really no like uh, outlet uh, when you're an entrepreneur. It is a it is a lonely process. It is a difficult process. But anyone who does it and enjoys it means you're built for it, right? Like mm-hmm. a lot of people don't enjoy it and are out. Like they're like, okay, now I shut it down. It's fine. That's also a good journey to be on. Yeah, but, you're at least figuring it out. Yeah, like but and also no hate on like nine to five. I think nine to five is a great like. Yeah, nine to five is beautiful. Yeah, like if you really awesome. think yeah. about it, yeah. like you go in nine, you come out five. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, you might be doing if you enjoy your job. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that, right? Yeah. Like the end goal of life is to be happy, not to yeah, have, yeah, have like find happiness through a business or like something very specific. You can be happy in any way. You right. can be happy unemployed. Uh, it, it's it's not a function of what yeah. You work do. is not a function of happiness. Exactly right? correct. It can be, but it's not for everyone. Yeah, I'm unemployed. I'm very happy right now. <laughs> so it's good for you. <laughs> Yeah, happy for a little bit. <laughs> we'll know end of the month will be. <laughs> but yeah, so she does freelancing. A very common problem with freelancing is also that you know you gotta get clients regularly and everything. Yeah. And at some point, you kind of get tired of it, right? Like at, whether whatever it is, like whether it be entrepreneurship, freelancing, or even working a nine to five, you will get tired of it. The quicker you figure out yeah. what tires you and when yep. you're tired, the better, right? So there is completely no hate on. Yeah, whoever's absolutely not. Parts. Absolutely yeah, just not. different parts for different. Yeah, people. it works yeah. better for some people, to be honest. Yeah. I I would say my dad. Right? My dad yeah. does nine to five his entire life. It's worked better for him. If I ask mm. him to start a business, he'll be like, no. Yeah, he's I'm tired. I don't yeah. want to do this. Yeah, no, it's 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 painful. Uh, it's not easy, but at the same time, like, it's also that much more fulfilling. Mm. Uh, but it's different for different people. Like, it's a very individual question, right? Yeah. Just because I or like Sham or. Anyone else finds peace from it? Uh, it's it's not the same. So, I think I think just it's like the food you eat, right? Like if some people love like dal rice, mm. some people need something fancy every day, and no one's judging the other for either. Yeah. Right? So it's the same thing. Yeah, that's the key. It's right? a part of your life. It's it not your whole life, right? Uh, Correct. And most of your team, right? They're also remote, right? Some of them are remote. Some of them here. Right? Uh, how does that work? Like, how do you find the balance because you don't see them face to face, not even once in a while? How do you navigate that situation, knowing that somebody's abroad, you have no direct 
communication they have to take back your call to even ask anything well, how do you feel about that like how do you navigate that situation it works really well i love it i don't think i could ever work in office uh like even even the part of the team that is here mm. i don't think i think we see each other once a week maybe mm. um yeah I, i personally find it such a waste of time to like get in the car go to the office okay. it's like one hour of my day gone to nothing uh, but some days yeah you you love to interact uh and work wise again it's a hiring problem not a not a people problem um you just hire people who will be honest with what they do uh, regardless of remote or in person and uh, in terms of trying to build culture what we do is we'll do like uh i we'll do like a full team call at 9:30 in the morning uh where we just share updates what we're doing today what we're doing tomorrow mm-hmm. there's a second call, call that happens in the evening which i am not a part of uh cuz i disrupt too much but <laughs> <laughs> no there's a second call that happens that's more tech specific that i don't always join mm-hmm. um and then every friday every friday evening uh we do like a super chill call where like we don't talk about work we don't like talk about anything related to crossfire we'll talk about whatever we're doing over the weekend or what we've learned over the week or like conspiracy theories or whatever else <laughs> that we want to talk about and we we try to have our cameras on for that so that's a bit more it's a bit more human the other thing i'm thinking of is so we i i went and looked at this office in DIFC which i love and uh, it's it's a significant chunk of money is it the one in the innovation one in the innovation yeah okay. it's okay. it's really a nice office but i looked at what we could with the, do with the same amount of money and we could go on like six company wide trips with that same pot of rent and when we pay rent it's not really useful to us but we do these six trips maybe like four times five times a year productivity will be through the roof everyone will be super happy everyone will know each other all of this right so uh yeah we really try to think like how to spend in a wiser manner uh and i as much as i want the office i don't think we'll pay for it because at the end of the day it's just a place to work from you can yeah. work from anywhere uh, again it comes down to the team like we we chat about this all the time like if we get the office how realistically speaking super honestly how many days will we be in at max 3 mm. now 3 days of like a week in a whole year is very little time to pay that much mm. uh, So what we do is right now everyone's got like a supplementary card like of the, mm. of the bank of the company bank account mm-hmm. and they have like it's it's got access to funds and you can just go spend that whatever you want to like of course coffee shops or workspaces mm-hmm. um it's just the money we pay for rent it's on those cards mm-hmm. um and go go utilize it and people seem to be happier that way because Yeah that is you want to run your own schedule right like yeah, that's significantly a better culture compared to you know getting an office putting a ping pong table in there it's like, easy right now cuz we're like it's a small team but once it gets bigger i don't know what we're going to do and i'll see yeah, that's a good problem to have right yeah it's a good problem to have but also i don't want to get too big like uh, it's that whole two pizza rule right like if you you're ordering more than two pizzas to your team it's too big hmm. um Yeah, so it's it's what wait what is the rational behind the two pizza things I don't know it's just something Jeff Bezos said and everyone listens to it <laughs> uh yeah it says if you if you need to order more than two pizzas to feed your team it's too big it's bold of him to say considering how big of a company yeah, he is Yeah I mean I, I, like it's not company it's team right mm-hmm. so if you're if your you as a manager if your team is bloated then you're probably wasting a lot of time managing people than doing the work mm-hmm. um 
like that right even right now it's a very little amount of management that we try to do everyone is an adult everyone manages themselves uh, of course like leaves and things uh, honestly we don't even track leaves like if you want a day off take it um and the funny part is when we we never had any other policy but based on research i've read uh when companies implement policies like that people just self correct because mm-hmm. only the people who enjoy their work stick around okay. people who don't find fulfillment don't stick around and that's fine um yeah so it works a lot of these rules exist because yeah of course once you're at 200 500 800 employees you need rules because there's always going to be someone who tries to game the system mm-hmm. but when you're a small tight knit team everyone's aligned everyone's sort of very clear on what we're trying to do and they get that you know the faster and harder we work uh the the easier it is for my teammate uh to move so we we structured like a sports team you know what i also it's so corny when people say we're a family at work <laughs> uh we were more like a sports team where we try to help each other as much as we can and move quickly um, and then like if i don't know about the office thing But I think I like the trip idea more than the rent idea. There's actually like a study where I think they piloted in uh, Finland, if I'm not wrong. So instead of a five-day work week, they yeah. did a four-week work week, and this was in a larger company as well, yeah. right? Not like a small six-people, five-people team. It was like a significantly larger company, and they saw productivity like shoot through the roof because people get more time to sleep, yeah. more time to relax, yeah, more downtime, right? So all the scientific empirical evidence points to the fact that giving more time does work but still for some reason there is a common consensus against that thing right like it's a it's a weird what do you say you know something's right and you think all this study all this and do the wrong thing sort yeah. of situation yeah. again like a lot of these things are hiring issues that we try to fix by creating rules mm. like if you if you have to force your team to come into the office again like at scale this is very hard to solve because just so many people but when you're early and when it's like your first 20 30 employees you solve this in your hiring interview not in your rule book uh just hire a person who won't you know who um, won't do yeah, game who won't abuse the policy or who won't game the system or whatever just hire someone who's excited about building what you're building not someone who's like trying to get their 50 days off in a year uh, or whatever 30 days off in a year 22 days yeah um yeah just it's 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 really a hiring issue but of course i mean it's like founder people you can't really do this. how many people are you going to talk to as as the founder or as the ceo and then that's where like that trickle down effect comes into play where if you have to get a hr the hr yeah. has a job then the hr has a team yeah, yeah. and then somewhere along the line it will get diluted and you have to accept that hmm. but uh, and how do people do you have any openings in your company <laughs> yeah i mean we always do but uh, we we're having more for tech right now tech. so How do you know someone if, who can? As uh, someone we are hiring, like tomorrow we will hire them. Is someone who can do UI UX on Figma? Okay. Um, yeah. So if you guys know anyone, anyone who's watching, uh, talk to chat. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I know a couple of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Any questions? I think so. You've been oddly yes. silent. <laughs> so first time hosting. So okay. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Usually me and Gohesh host, or okay. we used to have like mm-hmm. a another host who couldn't come today. So. Okay. We're just switching things up, learning. Like she wants to post, post. It's yeah. very quiet for the host. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, good. <laughs> so, how has all this been so far? Like, what is your plans tomorrow? Tomorrow, what am I doing? Yeah, I've got a couple of meetings. The usual weekends. Uh, 
Yeah, all this talent team. I don't really do any work. I'm always on calls. <laughs> yeah, that I've seen, right? Like when you grow to a certain level, right? People like the CEOs and the founders, they just become glorified email senders. Right? Yeah, like, but like it, as much as I will say it's not real work, it is also real work. Uh, yeah, it's it's. You seem like you're justified. <laughs> I am. I am. I, I justify this to myself every day, every morning when we have that call at nine thirty. Everyone has like a proper update, and I'm like, yeah. I have, I'm speaking to 13 people today. <laughs> the funny part is, um, it, it's for a lot of businesses is what keeps the business going. Yeah. Uh, so, as a founder or as a CEO, I think it is your primary responsibility to, like, we don't have a sales team, right? Correct. So yeah. I'm essentially the sales and the product guy for our company, uh, and both of these roles require me to talk to people. One to talk to clients. One requires me to talk to investors, talk to people, talk to the potential employees. and uh, yeah you you do be you do have to be careful uh, that it doesn't sort of occupy your whole life because i like to spend a lot of time with the team and i like to like get into what we're building and understand the product and stuff uh, but in parallel to that i also have to do all this other stuff when i'm always on call yeah, it's essential especially in a big in a business like this you yeah. have to be on client calls you have yeah, to talk yeah. to people prospect everything but, Yeah, that's what tomorrow looks yes. like. I think it's calls, and then we'll do the team call. It's Friday tomorrow, right? Yeah, mm. we'll do the team call. That should be fun. Uh, and this oh yeah, that is one yeah. question, right? Like I asked you, like, would you be free on Saturday? And you yeah. immediately shot me with a no as well. Yeah, yes. weekends are like downtime. Time, dude, absolutely. I will. Weekends are literally the same every weekend. Mm. Saturday I'll be cycling. Sunday I'll either take the day off or I'll just rest and run or something. Mm. Um, Yeah, either with family or like with my friends or something. Um, and yeah, that's just sacred time. And I don't even like look at my laptop. Uh, of course, some days yeah you have to, but uh, on on most of the days I'll just not do any work. Um, Considering you're like this, right? You have a particular time for everything and things, right? How many f- of your friends hate you? <laughs> they don't actually. They're very supportive. <laughs> I've been I've been very lucky to have like really good friends who. Supported sort of the goals over the years, mm. um, and it works out nicely for them because when I'm th- with them, I have nothing going on. I have no laptop, no phone. Yeah, that is actually like you know sometimes we go. Yeah, he, they yeah. they don't have a reason to not like him. Yeah. He makes time for them. He <laughs> gives them his hundred percent. Yeah, it was no. There is of course there was conflict when we were a bit younger when everyone mm. wanted to drink at party, mm. and I was like, no, no, I just want to focus, uh, and then I. I do both. I'm not saying I just work all the time, uh, but now we're all at an age where we're all sort of a bit yeah. more laid back, where we just want to hang out when everyone wants to hang out. It's not we have to go out and I do. There's no, there's none of that anymore. Um, yeah, so I think I think everyone's come around, uh, and it's a good filtration system. The ones that didn't understand, good. Mm. Uh, the ones that do, they stick around. Uh, but Then you know, yeah, you know yeah. exactly. Yeah. Not just that. Like one more very important, like or very annoying thing I find is like when you're out with dinner with friends, they you know they hold up their phone and text somebody. Yeah, it's yeah. the most annoying yeah. thing. Like I, no matter what I have, like when I'm eating or when I'm with my friends, my phone's away. Yeah, yeah. Like no matter what it Obviously. is, like unless there is a call which I have to definitely yeah. pick, silent. Right. Yeah. Like don't. do it right but when somebody does the other way like when they we're talking to them and they're like sitting right next to you and like you know texting is kind of the most yep. 
kind of thing you can and it's like it's disrespectful as well right yeah because like yeah. you are a friend and i'm a friend and yeah. you don't think of it yeah. as disrespectful yeah. if i did it with my parents they would be like right but like if you doing it friends you it doesn't register to you who's doing it that it, this mm-hmm. is disrespectful and it doesn't register to me who's watching you do it that it's disrespectful yeah. you just feel ignored a little bit okay. but to have that filter between like this is work this is friends yeah. that is yeah i think i think it does more it's got more benefit than than sort of negatives yeah because you're not half assing any of it exactly them, yeah. right? you're that makes it so easy doing it properly yeah. whatever yeah. you're doing that's also the problem with like you know the serial entrepreneurs we see right serial yeah. entrepreneurs they put their legs in like multiple ponds and then mm-hmm. half assing everything right like they yeah. don't fully do this what do you think of that especially because you work with like venture capital and private equity have you seen people like that what were your thoughts about that some people can do it a very 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 like extremely small subset of the world hmm. can do entrepreneurship and a smaller subset of that can do multiple sort of serial entrepreneurship i mean serial entrepreneurship is also funny because some people are like Oh, I'll build a startup for five years and then I'll build my next one, and they're a serial entrepreneur, which mm. is fine. Yeah, there are also people who will do five startups in one year. Yeah, and that is also called a serial entrepreneur. Some people are able to do it, uh, but it takes a lot of time and lo- t- takes a lot of money. Um, time and money are almost interchangeable mm. to some extent. Like if you have money, you can buy people's time and have ten mm. people build five companies for you, which is one way to do it. but i see like first time founders trying to build two businesses at once yeah. uh very difficult it's not easy unless you have a co-founder and stuff then that makes it easier uh, or like if one business makes a lot of money and then you funnel that into the other business that also works but if you're building two early stage businesses and one go it's really hard um and yeah i, I mean personally i don't think i would do that yeah. uh, personally i think i would want to do another business once i'm done with this one um but I don't know again it's a very personal thing I don't really have an opinion on it. The funny part about entrepreneurship is you have ideas for the longest time and you don't execute on any of them and then you find one that you do execute on and then you have all these ideas you just continue to have ideas right? Um and then you just don't have the time to build anything else. Like I have uh, at least maybe an idea a month nowadays and I'll talk to people about it they'll be like yeah it's super viable you should do it. And I don't end up doing it. i'm not saying i don't get the time or anything i just don't end up doing it cuz it will it will sort of take up a priority and it will make things difficult it's not easy it's exciting but it's not easy the excitement won't last right it like fizzles yeah. out over a period yeah. because you're doing multiple things at the same time yeah yeah you won't be able to contribute equally to everything every time all the yeah. time right it's yeah there was this uh, there's a co-founder of ways and dfc the other day He launches the the oh, the map. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. He launches new book there, and uh, it was pretty cool. We like listened to a talk of his for like an hour, and he said like when you start building a startup, it's like the first time you fall in love. You go on the first date, you introduce them to your friends. Your friends tell you, "Nah, it's not gonna work out," you know, whatever, whatever. But you remain obsessed with it. You continue to do it, and when you go through that process, you have to be sort of solely focused on that. You can't have you know. Let me handle my job and a third business or like a second business or whatever. Yeah, um, so first time entrepreneurs, I think, I, like again, it's all a function of like how much time and money you have. If you have like fifty million dollars, yeah, like you can start five businesses, too, no problems, because you have like a ten million dollar seed round for each business. But mm. uh, if you have no money, you start. Just do one. Yeah, do one, do properly. 
Yeah. Again, also comes actually it's no hard and fast rule, guys. So yeah, it's it's no there's no playbook to yeah, this. No right? it's just some people can figure it out, but okay. I think I think it's a function of time and money. Depends how much you have. But if you're coming from that, you know, the venture capital route, and you're seeing it through, you know, people who's funding these things, right? What do you would you prefer to invest in a seed serial entrepreneur doing? 50 oh, absolutely. Oh no, sorry. Finish. Doing five different things at the same time, or would you? invest in somebody who's had a proven record but doing one after one after one with serial entrepreneur yeah the one after other one after yeah. is there any particular reason from a venture capital perspective not from it gets easier man like if i was to do crossal again yeah. i could do what we've done in like one and a half two years mm. in three months okay because you know you mm. know what works you know what doesn't work of course there'll be some business specific stuff but some of the core functions would be yeah adapted. you know exactly what mistakes to not make what mistakes to make people believe in you in a lot more uh, that's why second time founders will always raise much a more lot more money, money much yeah, higher valuation right uh, especially not just that like a lot of people raise money based on their previous credentials i worked at microsoft yeah, i worked yeah. at pwc that that that, that doesn't count so much mm-hmm. but i mean it, it it plays a role but it doesn't count towards success but having been an entrepreneur before huge huge difference right it's it's a skill set that you just can't learn at a job you can't learn doing anything else maybe maybe from sport i've heard that sport performance is a big indicator of business performance because uh, hmm. you're managing a lot of similar stuff you start out alone you have to put in a lot more work and discipline before you become anything it's a big emotional journey uh, and you, it requires balance and all of this stuff right uh, so that's a metric a lot of us vcs use hmm. uh, to judge you know how an entrepreneur will perform but outside of that there's very little um, there's very little you can go off of um, but yeah the, doing it a second time is, is is like having having the playbook in front of you i think we can wrap it up cool thank you for being here uh, how does people how do people reach out to you how do people check out crosswell who is crosswell for not for general audiences but who is it exactly for and how do they Just yeah, so if you're if you're an entrepreneur who's starting a business, wants to figure out you know uh, financial models and things, you can reach out. Um, how you can reach out? Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever. It's it's all on there. Uh, and or you can just message him and he'll yeah. connect you. Uh, or just uh, if you're a CFO who's trying to make their life easier, or if you're just someone who's like considering entrepreneurship, uh, I love to talk to people like that. So please reach out, uh, and I will most likely encourage you to do it. How so, do people reach out to you specifically? Uh, just email like jinka oh. at crosswell dot com or just like Google stuff. You'll find it. <laughs> I'm super responsive everywhere, uh, and I'm not like flooded in terms of any inbound. So it's mm. all all my spam goes to spam directly. So uh, I'm very responsive. All right, thank you very much. No Thank problem. you so much. Right. Thanks for having me. Call it a wrap. Cool.